0: Ew, dummy.
1: I think dummies are cute. You don't?
0: Uh, they give me the wig ever since I was little. What happened? I saw a dummy. It gave me the wig. There really wasn't a story there.
2: All right, everyone. Welcome. Uh, let me try that again. I don't like to have that opening <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's weird. We got, I gotta... Keep it in keep it in (laughs) i didn't know we started
2: i've got a new roommate guy who uh one of my cousin's friends who i don't even know if he's home or not but if he is he's next door and i warned him earlier i'm like if you hear me talking to myself i'm doing a podcast i didn't mention it was a buffy podcast i just said a podcast with my toronto friends but i think yeah it's making me it's making me feel uncomfortable so hey buffy buffy podcast there we go there's the energy (laughs) Start Start strong. Oh, yeah. This is the podcast where the two old-timey viewers, me, Keith, and my good friend, Michael, have brought Hello. in the new-timey viewers, Rayanne and Julian. That was Michael that I talked over. Hello. Uh, and we're going to decide if Buffy sucks. That's our whole thing. <laughs> And we're still in season one. So, I mean, we industrial age. Yeah. <laughs> season one is a, a weird time for Buffy. That's a, a charitably, I'll say it's a weird show at this point. Uh, along those lines, this week's episode is The Puppet Show.
1: <laughs> yeah, heck yeah.
2: So this episode originally aired May 5th, 1997. Uh, the top movie is Breakdown, which is some kind of Kurt Russell movie. You guys ever heard of that? No. no, no. Yeah, so it was only number one for one week, and this was it. And uh, and uh, yeah, bad week for top stuff. Uh, there's a new top song in Canada. u two staring at the sun. Yes. I know a lot of lame-ass u Two songs, but I don't even know what this song is.
0: Yeah, so it goes. There's another one that goes. You might as well be staring at the sun. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: The Edge's
3: guitar playing really, really took that song to new heights.
1: <laughs> Truly.
2: That was a lot better than my joke. I was going to do,
1: staring at the
2: sun, because that's another YouTube 2 song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: The best part about that joke is that it explains itself at the end of the joke. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, the best joke is, explains itself within the joke. It's perfect,
1: and one that also comes after a better joke and says that it's coming after a better joke.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I might have just delivered the worst joke possible. Like, not the, you don't feel it in your soul, but just on the textbooks. You're like, yep, we did the math. That's the worst joke. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I'm here. I will make a
3: joke at some point in this episode. It will thud and then uh, I'll feel terrible, but that will be the worst Yeah,
1: joke. you'll lose sleep over it.
2: We've started slowly psychoanalyzing Julian. Like, Ryan, you noticed that he has a, a pattern at the end of the show where he's like, so guess what? <laughs> when he's doing his outro. The thing I noticed is uh, mm-hmm. there was a good run where... Something weird or stupid would happen in the episode and Julian would say, that's my band's name. <laughs> but then he stopped doing it. And I was like, oh, I was hoping that would become a weekly <laughs> Julian segment. <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> well, guess what?
1: That is a daily Julian segment. It's either that's my band name or that's my improv troupe name every time.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, let's look. Maybe we should make it an official segment. Let's find in the episode the name of Julian's band. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Splash improv troop.
3: <laughs> Let me look in my notes because I'm pretty sure I have at least a few. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dope. Before uh, before we jumped into to this episode proper, I guess one thing I wanted to bring up too, uh, another potential segment is uh, is Giles watch or just any any actor in Buffy. Like obviously now that we're watching Buffy, we're gonna start noticing these people in other things that we're watching. Like I remember that happened after Firefly got canceled because nobody in Firefly was famous. They were just whatever actors. So I kept seeing them everywhere and it just hurt my heart. <laughs> Cause I'm like, but, uh, But yeah, you guys were mentioning that you were watching the show, Ted Lasso, and you were like, yeah, it's a good show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh, maybe I should check it out. Everyone likes it. But I'm also prone to be that guy who doesn't like the show everyone else likes. And I I don't even, no one likes that I'm that guy. I don't like being that guy. So a lot of times I just, (laughs) I just, just, I'm like, well, whatever. I'll just let this show go by. But then, uh, Rand mentioned that Giles was in it. And I'm like, well, all right, fuck. I
0: guess I got to watch this show now. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, I still haven't seen the finale yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's really like positive. He's like a super positive character. But somehow I'm like, this is kind of refreshing because there's nothing else like so, you know, with such a positive outlook. Yeah, I agree.
1: And this episode of Buffy, the puppet show, is the first time. I guess now I've seen Anthony Head enough in Ted Lasso because he's appeared in the last several episodes that... I can see it like I couldn't see it I was just like I guess these are the same person I don't know but he like turned his head in a way in the puppet show and I went wait yeah I can see it like this is the guy
0: yeah or like a certain like facial kind of tick or mannerism that he had and I was like oh yeah there. he looks very different because he's old <laughs> and he's also Anthony head now not Anthony Michael head so or Anthony Stewart, Stewart head Michael? What's his name? <laughs> Michael is your name I was thinking of Anthony Michael Hall oh. you thinking of yourself <laughs> yeah I was getting uh, the other guy, but, uh, yeah, so he'll always be Anthony Stewart Head to me.
2: <laughs> Early on, I was saying that Anthony Head and, uh, and Willow, you know, the, they're like the real actors in the show. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on with Ted Lasso is this guy does not seem like Giles at all like the whole vibe and the whole feeling he exudes. Cause like Giles always mumbles. Like my old TV in the nineties had a really hard time with Giles. Cause he was always muttering. And sometimes the speaker on my TV, I'd be like, fucking speak up Giles. What are you saying? (laughs) Like, And, (laughs) and in Ted Lasso, yeah, he's the opposite. He's, he's the man in charge. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's cool to see him.
0: Yeah. He's kind of an asshole. And like Also, he is obviously still British, but it's a different British accent that he's doing in that show versus Buffy. So I don't even know. Maybe. Yeah, he puts
3: on that accent for Buffy. Like, he does change his accent.
1: Yeah, I was saying the same thing, Mike. I was just like, he, it's like a totally different British accent. But Julian was like, oh, you know that his real accent is the one in Ted Lasso. (laughs)
3: It's amazing because that's exactly how I sounded uh, when I said that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, listeners will agree.
2: So generally speaking, uh, yeah, I just remember definite, uh, season one again is just weird, where I feel like in season one of Buffy, people are, they're kind of grasping, they're kind of reaching of like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. This episode had one cool thing that happened, you know, that type of thing. And the puppet show, this was one of those episodes where people are like, ah, the puppet show is pretty cool. I remember that being cool. You guys will like that. So here we are at the puppet show. I don't know. How did everybody feel about this episode?
1: I loved it. It was so good. It was. I loved this episode. I just. That's all. I just loved it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it more than Moloch, the the love demon in the computer?
1: Is that the other one I loved a ton? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> yeah. this might be my new favorite. Although, like, it's funny because I was like, why do I like it so much? Because often I hated the like monster of the week. But I don't know. It just like. Had lo- I love it was very high school. I think I figured it out. I love anything that's like very high school and like the dynamic with each other and the relationships. And it was like all of that. And then it was just very funny. Like there were so many jokes in this episode, but whether or not they meant them to be.
0: Yeah, I liked it too. As a, uh, I mean, as a uh, monster of the week episode, I think it was fun. Yeah, I had like a lot of like high school stuff, like the talent show and everyone's doing their little talents. And the puppet guy, what was his name, Simon? Sid? Sid. Yeah. Was kind of a fun character, fun twist.
1: Yeah, very funny. Yeah. What do you think, Julie?
3: Yeah, this is, um, I love this episode a lot. And I think it's the first time you really see Buffy lean into the comedy side of things. And you get that, like, very Joss Whedon style of doing comedic stuff. And then also, you know, upending viewer expectations, especially with you know, Sid. Because you think, oh, it's gonna be an evil dummy that's killing people, but no, it turns out it's just a lecherous old man from the '30s uh, stuck inside a dummy's body. But yeah, th- this episode just goes places. It's fun. It's, I think, it really plays around with the concept of like high school and on a hellmouth. And yeah, it's good.
2: It's <laughs> definitely a much better twist than uh, like Darla just pulling out two guns out of nowhere type of twist. <laughs> like this is this is the kind of twist where you're like, yeah, there you go. I
3: don't know. Is that really better? It's to taste, I guess. Which was cooler, though? (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure Darla just going Guns of was cool.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Keith, you often have different opinions. So
2: Yeah, I mostly, I don't know, I just feel kind of neutral about it. I'm glad I didn't (laughs) dislike it, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm glad that it's not an episode that I had a hard time with. But it is weird where I was thinking, like... The whole Buffy thing, it's such a weird show where it gets into your soul somehow. And 20 years later, you still care about it. And compared to that, you know, this is just kind of fun episode about a puppet guy. Yeah, Like, I just can't get behind season one at all, really. (laughs) But as far as season one goes, yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of neat stuff. And I think a huge benefit to this episode and probably a reason why it's just like funnier and has a better vibe and shit is uh, me and Mike have been... Referencing that this man is coming, but he has arrived because Giles is in charge of the school talent show because of the new principal, yeah. Principal Snyder.
0: Yeah. Who said? Who said? The, something along. Yeah, it's Quark. He said something along the lines of like, "I know you could get away with this stuff with Principal Flutie, but he was eaten." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's. He said. I wrote it down roughly. Well, this isn't exact either, but he's like, the old principal, whatever his name is, might have been the touchy-feely type, but he was eaten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: Yeah. like, that's what I love about this guy is he's so over the top. Like, later he's like, to Buffy, he's just like, I know you're up to things and I don't know what they are, but I'm going to find out. Like, he's really on the nose, but he's so on the nose that it loops right back around to being awesome. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, yeah, he's definitely, yeah like one dimensionally unlikable but it works armin shimmerman's got it yeah
2: (laughs) he really does kill it like i mean between this and star trek and bioshock like i haven't seen him in anything else but that's three for three that's insane he's like Ten out of ten in everything he does. <laughs> he's amazing. Who's who was he in Bioshock again? He was Andrew Ryan, the great chain. Oh wow. Yeah, that's him. The main villain. That's I know, right. He's a great actor too. He's not just Yeah. Yeah, that dude's fucking cool. And uh because he's a cartoonish supervillain of a principal, he uh Doesn't like how the gang is just lollygagging around and hanging out with the librarian for no good reason, so he makes them participate in the talent show. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's the punishment. (laughs) That's his first act of evil, of of his legacy of evil. His first act is to make them sing a song in (laughs) front of the whole school.
2: So Buffy sees a kid with this ventriloquist dummy, and uh oh yeah this is the line um so yeah there's those rare things in season one because i only really watched it once and i was just like all right i did my buffy homework i never need to watch buffy season one again until i do a podcast 20 years later (laughs) but there were little things that would stick in my brain like giles talking about the smell of books and this was one of them where buffy sees the ventriloquist dummy and is like Ugh, like i hate those things like they give me the wig And Willa's like, well, what happened? She's like, I saw a dummy. Gave me the wig. Really wasn't a story there. (laughs) And I just remember for that summer, I was always trying to make gave me the wig happen (laughs) amongst my friends. And it was not happening. But I loved that phrase.
1: Isn't this the second time? Like, what is the word from episode one that we all made fun of? It was so similar to this.
0: It was. I think they've used "Give Me the Wig" or "Wiggin,", wiggin yeah. Out," or "Busy Wiggin," or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think they've used. The, I think this has happened a few times. Do we need a wig count? Yeah, we need a wig count.
1: Busy Wiggin, that's my improv troop name.
3: <laughs> I want to. I want to just go back to Giles for a second because in the interaction where the Scooby Gang is being told that they need to participate in the talent show giles is like barely containing his laughter <laughs> and he has this face that is just like perfect revenge in it that he's just slightly smiling ever so slightly uh and i thought it was a fantastic choice yeah. by anthony head
0: and i really love that joke too where giles went up to Cordelia and is like oh there's your hair <laughs> and then she's like what is there something wrong with my hair <laughs> and then she like freaked out and i was like and then he was like yeah <laughs> I knew that would work, or Xander, whatever. Yeah. Xander said it would work. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I was like, that's fun. That was so fun. But I will say that the crew, Julian, did you call them the Scooby gang? Oh,
2: yeah. Yes, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself on that one a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's I, th- I think it's just a an offhand comment somebody makes in like season three or four of just because they're always solving mysteries that they're similar to scooby-doo right. someone just calls them the scooby gang it might have been seth green and that became the thing online everyone calls them the scooby
0: gang
1: oh, so okay they um they were like mean girls in this episode especially at the beginning they're just sitting there they're like yeah no we prefer to watch and laugh <laughs> <laughs> it's so i don't know if it's out of character i don't know them well enough yet but like they're the weird outcast people like they're just so happy to be not at the bottom of the totem pole
2: yeah i know i think that's definitely a a sort of through line in season one is nobody it's hard to predict what anyone's character exactly is they don't really have it nailed down so yeah i'd say this is just for this it's funny though that this uh This talent show is like the greatest disaster of all time for all of them. Giles is freaking out. Willow's losing her mind. Everyone is just like, this is worse than fighting monsters (laughs) that we have to do the talent show. Several people get murdered. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, Snyder also won points in my book because he mentioned that the school had a suicide where that nerd kid got hung or hung himself because of Moloch, the computer demon. Oh, yeah. And I really appreciated that somebody fucking gave a shit for one second <laughs> that a kid died in the
0: school.
1: Well, it tr- he truly is the only one that is, like, blatantly talking about the things that are happening. Yeah. Like, he, even by him saying at least twice in the episode that the principal was eaten. <laughs> like, oh, oh, <laughs> nobody's talking yeah, about he it. He wasn't
0: really giving him any uh, reverence or... <laughs> like no uh, or any kind of consideration to the fact that a man was brutally murdered in your (laughs) office now the place where you work (laughs) a man was eaten there (laughs)
1: in fact it made him weak and a bad man because how dare he allow himself to be eaten (laughs) how
3: dare he allow himself to be torn apart by human (laughs) dingoes
2: it's kind of appropriate that snyder is such a hard ass though because like what what the fuck you imagine you get this job where they're like hey uh you get to take over at the murder school where every week at least one person dies uh, because the principal got eaten (laughs) like it it would be crazy to walk into this situation not like a drill sergeant so i mean i'm so on snyder's side
1: i hope he was offered a lot of money because that's that's a tough one
2: yeah and speaking of this horrible murder school A student gets killed and their heart is removed. (laughs) And that is just one of those things that, like, in the demon hunting world, like, okay, somebody got killed and their heart was removed. This would scandalize that community for, like, 20 years if a kid's heart got (laughs) removed and they found him in the school. Yeah. It's so fucked.
0: I did find it kind of strange that they were like, oh, no, it couldn't be a demon. Demons don't remove hearts. I was like, what? <laughs> that seems like a weird jump. <laughs> could, oh, no, demons don't have knives or something. But I was like,
1: why not? Yeah, they're like, "There, there's a weapon. There's no way. Write it off. Not possible.
2: But they do some kind of research, and they find out you know, there's some kind of ritual that requires a heart and a brain, so they know that another murder is coming that's going to involve a brain. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of push and pull about, like, Is it this? Is it that? No one can get on board with anything. So this ventriloquist kid, being very suspicious, talking to his dummy all the time, always has the dummy on him, has the dummy with him in class. It's clear that there's something weird with the dummy. And then the dummy sneaks into Buffy's room and it's running around. And they still don't really believe Buffy. That It's like, no! It's not! There's not! Why? Just despite the whole year's worth of crazy shit happening, there's no way it's a dummy running around that's animated. That's stupid, Buffy. <laughs> so.
3: Last week you dealt with a computer virus demon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what's the difference? Between, it, it fully was because it was wood. Like Xander was b- beating on his head and being like, it's wood. <laughs> what's the difference between a praying mantis lady and, and, and this puppet? Like anything can happen.
2: And it's sort of interesting, too, you know how, like in The Walking Dead, they have never heard of zombies, you know, they just call them walkers, that type of thing. It's kind of like that with this where Xander finally swipes the dummy. They're like, all right, we'll look into the dummy. And they do this research and find out about mystically imbued toys that wish to become real. And it's like they've never heard of child's play or even Pinocchio. <laughs> like they're like they've never heard of this concept, <laughs> which I just yeah. think is funny.
0: Yeah, it was a little strange then when when he took the dummy and it was like Buffy at that point was like really worried and was like this is I'm scared this is dummy is possessed and and then Xander's like just playing with it like not not giving it any credence at all like you know she usually has a pretty good idea but what's going on in a demon world and he's just like no you're stupid you're wrong and I'm gonna play with this puppet (laughs) that weird.
2: Yeah, Buffy literally has like portentous dreams. I think that's come up so far that like she knows what the fuck's going on, but they're like nah.
1: I don't think that has come up, has it?
2: Yeah, the dreams about the master uh she's
3: had before.
1: Okay. I'll accept it.
2: Yeah, and it definitely comes up more and more, but uh but I mean like yeah, like Buffy's the leader for a reason, you know? Like the Slayer is imbued with all kinds of uh, you know, at the very least she's got good instincts (laughs) so when she tells you there's a devil doll there's a fucking devil doll (laughs) yeah
1: you don't get to pick and choose when to believe her
0: yeah and you've seen a lot of shit he's like okay yes maybe our school had a praying mantis teacher a witch that's stuck in a statue (laughs) uh, you know vampires whatever else but a dummy possessed that's stupid (laughs) impossible no Absolutely not.
1: Hey, you guys skipped over the best thing about this dummy. Right as he's attacking this girl, he (laughs) screams, I will
0: be (laughs) flesh. He also says, once you go wood, it'll never be as good. Or something like that. No, really? (laughs) Hell yeah. That happened. <laughs> I can't believe you missed that. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, I guess we didn't bring up that the whole doll thing. It was like, yeah, the old cat skills thing, I guess, if the dummy says all the dirty stuff and makes the dirty jokes. But in this case, yeah, it's just that that's that's who this man is. <laughs> yeah. Deep down. But yeah, the doll escapes from Xander's grasp and they finally believe that there's something wrong with the doll. Uh, and then they find the Morgan, the kid who owns the doll, they find his corpse, and his brain has been removed. So <sighs> this brain and heart ritual is uh, nearing completion extremely quickly. Uh, so then... Buffy fights the devil doll, and there's a lot of extreme close-ups in this fight. Like, they clearly <laughs> had no fucking idea how to make her fight a doll. So they just were like, if we just show really close-up shots, yeah. they will just assume there's a fight going on. <laughs> That'll have to do.
0: Yeah, I noticed that too, it was, it was brutal.
3: And somehow they had got backstage behind like the, the stage and uh, behind like the dressing area, and they were just in a room of light fixtures Like, Buffy got crushed by a chandelier, and then also there were a million other light fixtures in there for some reason. What is this school?
0: I guess you didn't have high school drama. You you weren't in drama in high school? I I did Yeah, backstage of every school stage is a light fixture room. Oh.
2: With various guillotines and things.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, guillotines. That magician. I guess my school
3: just
2: wasn't uh, rich enough for for that Hmm. to be a thing. So while Buffy's fighting the devil doll, they uh, both realize mid-fight that they think, they each think the other is the one harvesting organs. The doll thinks it's Buffy doing it, Buffy thinks it's the doll. So they stop for a moment and they're like, oh, there's the twist. And yeah, like this really is, this is probably the best. Well, I think my favorite twist is still just the original Darla twist right at the start that the... The blonde damsel is really the vampire. But this is probably my second favorite twist of the season because it really is. I really didn't expect it the first time I saw this episode of like, oh, shit. No. Doll's a demon hunter. We had
1: to pause. I was like, Wait. Uh, so he's not the demon and (laughs) julian julian goes do you want to pause
2: (laughs) about what's gone down just try to
0: recollect your thoughts
1: i was really confused and also again at the end i'm probably jumping ahead but where he's like released and can finally be dead i was like wait but why doesn't he want to just come back he had to like explain that to me i was too
0: dumb for this episode i think yeah this was a really cerebral episode
1: (laughs) (laughs) you shut up you
0: piece of shit
2: (laughs) yeah the doll mentions uh yeah that like he wants to catch this demon because there were there were like two or three of these demons he's caught all the rest of them and if he gets this one it'll reverse his doll curse that put him in this doll body which happened whatever 70 years ago or something and uh yeah they try to have their uh oscar moment with the doll of like but then if you're 70 or whatever if that was back in the 30s your real body and he's like that's right dude, it's it's long gone and uh, i'll just be at rest but that's just what i want i just want to be dead and by the way nice nice bobos you got in your sweater <laughs> honey
3: <laughs> yeah was that before or after he talked about the fact that he fucked a slayer back in the the 30s <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we find out and uh, yet another twist that morgan's brain had brain cancer so it's not good enough for the demon who we still don't know now we don't know who the demon is we're just adrift with like oh shit anyone could be the demon but he needs a new brain because the other one had cancer and uh so they come to the logical conclusion that willow or giles are in big trouble because they probably have sweeter juicier brains (laughs) for the ritual than everyone
0: else
1: they test her by asking her the square root of something and she says it goes
0: oh 29 now i get it yeah i was like it, luckily xander <laughs> picked a <the> perfect square <laughs> Yeah,
2: but uh then giles though pretty much immediately reveals that he is he doesn't need to worry that much just because he acts british and fancy and works in a library he's actually not smart at all because he allows himself just to be placed into a guillotine by the kid who is actually the demon and is literal milliseconds away from having the top of his head cut off Mm -hmm. and it was similar to like when willow let the hyena zoo guy tie her up it's just like, ah, uh, I should just lay down right here under the horrible blade. <laughs> like, it's just like, what the fuck, dude?
0: Yeah. But who saved the day? My boy Xander. <laughs> got that rope. He was good. Otherwise, if Xander wasn't there, you know, Giles would be splattered all over that room.
2: So uh, one of the students, yeah, reveals himself to be the demon. I guess that's the other thing. It's like, it's really cool that there's this twist out of nowhere that the uh, puppet's not the demon, but then it's a little anticlimactic who is the demon because it's nobody. It's just some random student that I guess is a demon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's the magician. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, they buried the lead a little too much because I didn't even really remember seeing him much in the episode up to that point so it's just like oh it's this guy
1: yeah it wasn't great
2: yeah i think they didn't want to risk maybe it would get too complicated if they threw in other they really wanted to blindside you with the the doll reveal so it's like we can only pretend it's the doll
0: and it worked because i remember that puppet is like kind of a fan favorite everyone loves him and i remember even like he was in he's a playable character in like one of the video games and stuff oh (laughs) Oh, wow and so i was and, and i was watching the episode and i was like why is this guy like he's fun I guess he's like kind of a dirty talking puppet but like why is he such a fan favorite and then the twist happened and I was like oh yeah that makes sense
1: wait so this kid, I get it totally I get it like I'd bone him <laughs> but he's a favorite and he was in one episode ever
0: I, I mean he's not like a legend but I think he's like people like him people like that memorable yeah, memorable
1: wow Cool.
2: Yeah, I do feel like it's, again, it's like we're kind of working with a different um, equation in season one. Like, but, it, but he is probably the high watermark in season one. I mean, for me, it was clearly the hyena pack because I loved it way too much. But as far as season one, for most people, like, yeah, it's, I think it's just hard to remember this season in general. So the demon hunting puppet does tend to stick in the memory, you know?
1: Nice.
2: Uh, so then they, uh, they fight the demon. Buffy beats it up and kills the demon thing. Uh, The doll curse is lifted. So in a dramatic moment again, the Sid, the uh, smart-alecky puppet, dies. Uh, Then the curtain raises because we're still preparing for the talent show. (laughs) So suddenly everyone is just in front of the whole school holding the little puppet with the decapitated fucking demon thing. And Principal Snyder just says, I don't get it.
0: Is it avant-garde or something he says? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's not as good as last week's ending where they all, the one where they all just sit around and talk about their bad love lives was still the best ending. But this is probably my second favorite ending. i just like.
1: I like the ending, yeah. But then it was a fake ending.
2: Yeah, I think this is the only time, if I remember right, that they have a post-credit sequence in Buffy.
0: Very strange. Yeah, that was very strange. I forgot about that entirely.
1: Um, this was the first time I got to see the gerr R because we've been watching it on Mike's Plex and the episodes don't have like the end credit. But it's on Amazon now. So we decided to watch it on Amazon and it came up and you guys had talked about it and I just never looked it up. So it was my first time seeing that.
0: Oh, cool. Maybe I'll start watching it on Amazon. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, better quality probably. Yeah, for sure.
3: There was a lot of controversy around the HD transfers when the,
0: well, that was for Netflix too.
3: Yeah. Like, uh, people generally don't like them, um, because they do a really bad job of like cropping and, um, you can actually see like production mistakes in the episodes, like, I remember seeing an article ages ago where you could see like boom mics and stuff.
2: Right, because they reframed it? Yeah. Man, brutal.
0: Yeah, there was big issues too when Buffy was on Netflix before, I guess before Amazon, like years ago. And I remember there was weird things with like the colorization where like scenes that were shot in day for night and stuff like that, I guess lost that, the the nightness. So like scenes that were supposed to be a night were just like in day. Oh, weird. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's bad
1: so far i like it because i found it's so dark i found i mean it's only two episodes so we'll see but yeah i didn't have the same like squinting to try to see what was going on
2: yeah no i've noticed that too because uh when i put up these episodes on youtube i just get still images from the episode to just you know play along with the podcast and uh i have to like artificially brighten them because they're so fucking dark yeah <laughs> it's just weird i was gonna say about those that like when they reframe shows and you can see boom mics and stuff i learned about that when i was a projectionist in like the mid 2000s it was so interesting to learn about this where it's this thing called masking where it's literally just at the top and the bottom just these little black bars that you know we could raise and lower we could set to different heights and uh it was this shia labeouf fucking holes neighbors or outsiders or the hood i don't remember what the movie was called but uh
0: Oh, Disturbia.
2: Oh, yeah, right. And yeah, like I fucked up the masking once or I forgot to lower it. And yeah, you could see the boom mics and stuff. And that's when I learned like a lot of that stuff on a film print is still there. It's in the frame. (laughs) And then when they put it out on DVD and stuff, they just chop that stuff out. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So yeah, that's why when they take a a show that wasn't widescreen and try to make it widescreen or whatever, like, yeah, you really got to be careful because there's weird things going on in the edges of the screen that no one's supposed to see luckily i only ruined a viewing of disturbia for like three people in vancouver <laughs> so, no biggie but
0: those three people are on a podcast somewhere complaining about how you ruined their experience <laughs> uh
1: all
2: right so i guess we don't we never really have i mean i guess that's it right it's not like we gotta do anything special at the end of the episode we're not like ranking yes, we do. oh yeah we got yes, the one thing yes we do <laughs> Oh, is it time? I guess just final thoughts, yeah. So it's a pretty pretty good episode. You really can't complain. Like, again, we're just, like, uh, because I guess I've said this before, but how my original idea for this podcast, I don't understand how time works. So I was like, oh, we'll do like six episodes at once. So my thought was that all of season one would take us two podcasts. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> so, so yeah, now I've realized that I was completely off about how this was going to work. So I'm mostly, I'm still just like, all right, we're just rowing the boat. We're just rowing the boat through season one. And this was an extremely easy inlet part of the river. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, like I had no problems with this episode. It was pretty fun to watch. One more down. Awesome. Two thumbs up.
1: Our resident writer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
2: know they say writing's in the edit.
1: <laughs> so Julian. Yeah. What? I mean, what? What do you think happens next? Well,
3: I mean, we've been um, trying to figure out if uh, Buffy sucks, and you know, based on this episode, uh, no, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> well, it's succinct. Yeah. Yeah to the point good boy I like,
2: good boy <laughs> <laughs> well short and sweet Nessie. that that's literally that brevity
3: is the wit of the
2: um soul yeah that, that's some writing right there you know brevity i like it
1: okay that's enough
0: <laughs> my predecessor mr flutie may have gone in for all that touchy-feely relating nonsense but he was eaten you're in my world now And Sunnydale has touched and felt for the last time.